Alright, episode 41 everyone. We uh, have compiled some of the questions that you have sent us and put it all together under this episode called A Day in the Life of a Bitcoiner. We had some fun discussing what our day looks like um, <laughs> and uh, we're very excited to share what we do on a day-to-day -day basis with you. So let's dive right in. The thoughts and opinions expressed by Keegan Francis, Murgakshi Palway, and the guests interviewed on the Go Full Crypto podcast are solely their own. The content discussed are intended to be for informational purposes only. All right. Question number one. What does your day look like? Oh, man, it differs from day to day. There's not a single day that is, looks the same. is the same as the last. Yeah, but there are, there are some commonalities. This is true. Like, for example, the first thing that I do when I wake up in the morning is I look at the price of Bitcoin, typically. And then I, uh, I feel anxiety about how much Bitcoin I don't have. And that's usually how I start my day. <laughs> wow. You wake your day being anxious. You wake up your... Wait. You wake up... Feeling anxious. Feeling anxious. Yeah. It's called the fear of missing out. And you feel it every day? I feel, I feel it most days. I'm being a little facetious <laughs> because it's not like a like a true anxiety necessarily, because I, I do have some Bitcoin. I'm off zero, so to speak. But at the same time, I, I still feel like I don't have enough, which is a real feeling, that fear of missing out. All right. So you wake up and you feel like you're <laughs> missing out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Most times. All right. Uh, cool. Well, my day kind of starts at the end of each day because I before I go to bed every day, which is after one o'clock, uh, 1 a.m. here, which is when we can shake our phone on this app called ShakePay and get free Bitcoin. I'm on a 104-day streak now, so that's pretty cool. Congratulations. And thank you. You're yeah. on a what? 160? 170, 180, something like that. Yeah, yeah, you started, you were more consistent than I was earlier in the day. I think you missed one early on. and I know, I think I was on a 30-day streak or something. Yeah, but anyway, she, she's for, 180 days for is like those, six months. <laughs> for those of you who aren't, who aren't familiar with ShakePay and aren't in Canada, it's an app that you can use to buy Bitcoin in Canada. And you get, they have this nifty feature where you can shake your phone every single day. And the longer your streak, the more Satoshis that you get rewarded um, for shaking your phone, essentially going into your app and, and shaking your phone. And this is not an endorsement? It, yeah. ShakePay hasn't uh, paid us. They have not sponsored this episode. We just really like ShakePay. Yeah, and we really like shaking your phone and getting free Bitcoin. So that's what I do at the end of my day. And then when I wake up, usually it's waking up to crypto.com notifications of how volatile the market is. <laughs> yep. So the other day, it was like 24 hours ago, Bitcoin is up 10.43%. And the next notification was like, uh, I think... 20 minutes ago and it was uh, bitcoin is down five percent and it was like wow great big this swings is, this is pretty pretty good yeah um so yeah what else what else do we do during our day yeah well, we wake up um and it's, yeah go yeah. ahead <laughs> <laughs> it's probably pertinent to let you our listeners and our audience know that Keegan and I are married, so... <laughs> we wake up in the same place. We wake up in the same place, and um, a lot of our finances are... We handle one together. person. Yeah, together. One it's coupled. Person. Yes. Because we're a couple. Sure. Um, so, yes. Okay, what else do we do during our day? Keegan? I make you coffee in the morning, typically. You make me breakfast in the morning. That's true. Uh, that's unrelevant. Irrelevant. Well, sometimes we go to a cafe, and we spend... Uh, 
money on <laughs> on coffee or breakfast, whichever one is uh, is happening at that time. Sometimes breakfast is at like one in the afternoon as well. More like, all oh, right. Your your point is that we pay with our crypto.com card. That's my point. Yeah, I was and, arriving there, and we get and we get cash back in CRO. Yeah, so CRO is another kind of cryptocurrency that crypt. It's like crypto.com's proprietary cryptocurrency that is tailored for their ecosystem again for those who don't know crypto.com is an application it's an exchange and we've talked about it before we're huge fans of it because it kind of is like a, a bank for cryptocurrency yeah like a neo bank or a crypto bank yeah and we have these visa debit cards from them so it essentially enables us to spend money directly from the money that we have on the exchange and that can look you you can set that up in a variety of ways you're still spending the native currency uh, that from your origin so we're in canada and this the money that we end up spending is canadian but we get cash back in cro which is the well, crypto.com crypto .com coin. coin yeah um and you can convert it into whatever cryptocurrency or government money you want yeah, including Bitcoin or Canadian dollars. So we get cash back, we could turn it back into Canadian dollars, or we could turn it into Bitcoin and make my anxiety go away. Because my goal when I wake up in the morning is to go to sleep with more Bitcoin than when I started the day with. That's oh, my entire goal. This is my bad. I feel like this sh the question should have been the last thing we answered because our, our day is so unsimilar to each each and every single day. Oh, well, the point of that last little tangent was that if we spend throughout our day, it's from this crypto.com card. And like one of the reasons why we started this whole podcast was to go full crypto, essentially uh, have as little interaction with uh, the normal banking. banking infrastructure in Canada as we possibly can and adopt these neo banks and the services that they offer us to see if it benefits our life and then document that journey and tell it here on the podcast. So I think we're doing that right now by talking about going to the cafe buying a croissant and a coffee with our crypto.com card, which is essentially like spending crypto. Yeah, es essentially. Someone can argue that it isn't. Someone can argue that. That's right. And let's get back to this point. Let's We'd get love back to have you day. on the show. <laughs> let's get back to this point. Okay, so the second question was, how do you plan for your finances? Or how do you, how do you plan the future of your finances? So, Keegan, I'm going to let you take this one because... You have some plans for us. Right. Well, our, our retirement strategy is essentially to buy Bitcoin over the course of the next 20, 25 years. Uh, it's, in our opinion, the best way for us to retain the wealth that we have earned and uh, make sure that the buying power of the money that we have does not go down over time. So if you're saving in cash, you might want to think about that um, and feel free to reach out to us because we can... We can talk about that. Um, so this is saving more in cash in <laughs> yeah, go ahead. like you just mean saving in a savings account, right? Because not um, I can speak from my own experience. Before I was introduced to cryptocurrency, I didn't have investments that I made myself. Frankly, because I wasn't interested in learning any of it, it just felt like in order to put my money into any sort of investment, I needed to know like a new set of languages or it was terms, yeah. terms terms and languages and like this entire new concept of where to put your money and i just was like every time i thought of it before i learned about crypto i was like oh i don't want to do this this seems massive it's not like bitcoin was any small endeavor um but it was just way more interesting than what i had heard of what investments were like i'm not saying that investing in the stock market is bad i have actually no opinion on it i'm very ambivalent um, but I'm just saying in like when Keegan said, if you have money stored in your savings account in cash, probably not a good place for your money. 
Yeah, that, thanks for adding that. I, I definitely think that investment is a different uh, branch of financial literacy in general. Like it, it has its own set of terms and things that you need to understand and caveats and risks and rewards. Like all of those things mean something as it pertains to investment. And it, for, some of those words cross over into the cryptocurrency world as well. And so like with this question, how do we plan our finances? Uh, like it's, a, it's kind of about how you perceive your risk as well, because we perceive Bitcoin to not be a, a large risk, at least on the long term. On the short term, well, we started January with Bitcoin at 50K and now it's at 40K. And so our, our finances, like the net value of our wealth decreased by about 20%. It's like, can you handle that on a month to month basis? Some people can't. Uh, we happen to be able to do this. The way that we do that is we, we kind of plan uh, with two streams of cash. Uh, one stream is in crypto and the other stream is in Canadian dollars. So when our business gets paid in Canadian dollars, that helps us establish a Canadian dollar cash flow. And because the goal is to end up with more Bitcoin at the end of the day than what we started with. And so it's it's not advantageous for us to sell our Bitcoin, especially when it's down 20% in the month. So we'd like to withdraw from the Canadian dollar side of things when we can and uh, and preserve our Bitcoin because that's that's what it's good at. It's It's good at storing our value. So Which is counterintuitive because I just said it went down 20%. But Long time horizon. Yeah, that's right. Well, you know, I, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions Definitely. that my uh, audience self is channeling back to me. So you you just said that you wanted to go for crypto. And you also just said that you accept Canadian dollars yeah. and keep a stream of Canadian dollars open. Can you elaborate on whether you're anti-Canadian dollar? I am definitely not anti-Canadian dollar. Okay. Yeah. I think it's it's probably one of the better government currencies in the world. Um, I, I do like the Canadian financial system in general. I, I do think that they're making some mistakes, but so, I, well, the Canadian dollar is awesome. I mean, okay, so help help our audience understand this. We we don't really appreciate the banking infrastructure. That's right. How is that separate from holding Canadian dollar? The Canadian dollar is given to us by the government to use. It's the the accepted legal tender. Uh, the reason why we still need to hold and use the Canadian dollars because we can't pay our rent in Bitcoin. There's no service that's set up that will convert the Bitcoin into Canadian dollars. But not for that them. you would want to right now anyway. Not that I would want to anyway, right? So if we're it comes down to uh, receiving Canadian dollars for work, which we do. Because if, if they wanted to pay us in Bitcoin, great, we'd probably do that and then have to sell Bitcoin, a little bit of Bitcoin at the end of the month to pay our Canadian dollar expenses. But since we have businesses or clients that pay us in Canadian dollars and we need to pay um, our rent, for example, or some other expenses in Canadian dollars, it makes, to, it makes sense to have that stream of income match that stream of expenses. So you've talked about um, how all of our wealth is in Bitcoin, right? Yes. Um, does that also can constitute a, like an operating expenses, for example? That doesn't, no, like it, realistically it, it would. Like, so if we were talking about all of our money as a piece of pie, I'd like to say that 100% is Bitcoin, but we do have Canadian dollars as like month to month operating expenses, right? Because- So what do you mean by go full crypto if you still want to have a stream of Canadian dollars open for your expenses? Uh, well, I, I also I really like crypto apps. I'd like the neo banks. So I would rather have all of my finances through 
companies that can offer me the same services that the traditional world of finance offers me. So like uh, banks in Canada are multi-billion or multi-trillion dollar conglomerates, right? And I want to support companies that are smaller than that because I think that they do a better job at the end of the day. So for example, if I can get a loan with a neo bank or a crypto bank, um, that is a better rate than the one I can get at uh, my my Canadian bank, then I want to do that because I want to support the crypto industry. And so go full crypto to me means using the services that are already connected up to crypto, whereas my bank is certainly not connected up to crypto. Like I can't turn the money into uh, money in my bank account into Bitcoin instantaneously. Furthermore, I can't even spend my credit card, the money on my credit card. Because it gets blocked to me. To buy that, crypto, you yeah, mean. that's anti-crypto. Right on. So, just to clarify, to you, going full crypto means opting out of the traditional financial ecosystem and opting into a more advanced financial ecosystem. And that doesn't necessarily mean you're anti-Canadian dollar. It just means that you have more control over your money. Yeah, I would say I am anti-Canadian dollar conditionally, like for saving money, for example. I'm, but that's just cash. Right. Saving money in cash, no matter what currency you have, is not the best storage of your wealth. So right. saving in cash is different from having cash for operational expenses. Right. So that you're, that's what you're saying, that you wouldn't save your money in cash in, an, in, in a savings account with a, with a traditional bank, but... You are preserving or essentially using Bitcoin as your savings account. That's right. For long-term storage of wealth. And uh, yeah, I don't intend on selling Bitcoin for, for quite some time. So, so like cash, I'm using money, the right money for the right job, but I, I would say. So for example, cash, cash for operational expenses. Cash is for spending. Yeah. Bitcoin is not for spending in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. So I use Bitcoin for saving, cash for spending. All right. And then our finances work out really nicely. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Sounds good. So <laughs> why don't we talk a little bit about um, how we buy Bitcoin every day? So dollar cost averaging. Right. Dollar cost averaging is one of the easiest and best ways that uh, beginners can get into crypto. It's basically... Pick no, I disagree. Okay, cool. But go on. <laughs> uh, well, it's buying Bitcoin every day. Yeah. I, well, I just or disagree every week with, or once a month. I just disagree with how beginners can get into Bitcoin. Okay. Um, that, that narrative of, oh, you want to get into Bitcoin, buy Bitcoin every day. I think that for a beginner, that's an extremely scary construct because one, you're, you're not even not, you're not only telling them that they're supposed to, or you're not selling to them the fact that this trustless system is trusted. You're saying that buy it every single day or every single week. I think it depends on the person and the, the context. It depends on the kind of beginner yeah. and the amount of money. Um, Sorry. No, <laughs> this is cool. Okay, I take that great. back. What? This is the story? apologize. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> um, okay, dollar cost averaging. What is it? It's uh, the market goes up, the market goes down. The idea is to buy at regular intervals so that you're buying at the best price and you're buying at the worst price. And on average, you get... A, a good price. Um, over the long time span, you'll you'll buy at the peaks and then you'll buy at the troughs uh, or the, the top and the bottom of the market in like a month to month basis. But on a year to year or a decade to decade basis, uh, all of the investments that you've made in the past have gone up over over some significant period of time. So what we do is we buy $10 worth of Bitcoin every day, right? So that's about $70 a week and $300 a month that we continuously pour money into into bitcoin so that comes out of our portion of our, our cash our canadian dollar operating expense 
And the reason why we do that is to minimize our exposure to the volatility of the market. And that's, that, I know that sounded kind of technical. So, Ruger, do you want to answer or ask a question? Or Yeah, for sure. It's um, the entire concept of dollar cost averaging is very interesting to get around or get to understand for someone who hasn't bought into Bitcoin just yet. And it, it just simply means um, think of this scenario. Okay, I've been in this. I'll tell you a story. A couple of months ago, I was waiting for there to be a dip in the price of Bitcoin. It was when Bitcoin was trading around 25,000 Canadian. And I told Keegan, we, I was responsible for buying a portion of um, of Bitcoin with Canadian dollars. And I was telling Keegan, Keegan, there's a dip coming. I see it. And every single day, this man showed me memes, showed me articles, showed me tweets of how I shouldn't be timing the market because that's what I was doing. Because for one, you can't really predict what's going to happen in the market. I don't know if a trader who does this full-time can say anything to that, but you can't really essentially predict what's going to happen on a day-to-day basis with the market. But I was trying to do that. And that's called, or that's labeled as timing the market. So Keegan was telling me every single day, Maruga, listen, why don't you buy a little bit today, tomorrow, and day after at a set time and until you finish buying the amount that you want? But I was adamant. And I said, no, Keegan, I can feel it coming. There's going to be a dip. And there was, the moral of the story is there was, um, although I did give in to Keegan's very consistent requests to buy um, a little bit before my feeling had um, actualized into there being a dip in the market. I was going to say Keegan ended up going to 23,000 Canadian. Uh, Bitcoin ended up going to around 23,000 Canadian, as far as I remember. Something like that. 23 or 24, I don't. Yeah, one of the, the two, numbers don't really matter. The numbers doesn't matter this point. Yeah. The point is that I was trying to time what was going to happen with the cost of Bitcoin to get the best deal. I thought I knew what I was doing. In the case of my story, what I wanted to do turned out to uh, work out in my favor because I felt like there was going to be a dip and there was a dip. But you do this often enough and you'll notice that you can't time the market. There's too many variables at play. You don't know what's going to happen. At the end of the day, if your goal is to buy Bitcoin and hold it for a long period of time, then buy at a certain point of the day, every single day until you have reached your goal. That's what dollar cost averaging is for. Or once a week or once a month. Once a week, once a month. And well, you know, dollar cost average. You get the average best price between the time that you start buying and by the time that you're finished buying. And it also gives you um, leeway into like bringing in the amount of money or earning the amount of money that you then eventually want to put into Bitcoin because not a lot of people not average everyday people have, I don't know, $10,000 to buy Bitcoin with in one day. Right. If you have that kind of ability, that really depends on what your strategy is. But, you know, if you get a paycheck every two weeks and you want to buy 10% of that paycheck, you want to use 10% of that paycheck to buy Bitcoin, dollar cost averaging is a great strategy for you. Yeah, it's nice knowing that uh, So we just have this set up in the background, right? It's not like I log into my interface every day and hit the buy button. Uh, a lot of these websites will just set up uh, a little function, allow you to click a button, say buy this amount of Bitcoin every day at this time, and then like confirm, right? And then after that, it takes it out of your account automatically. It's an automatic investment, which is which is cool. It's kind of nice knowing that I, I have 10 more dollars than, uh, than when I did yesterday. Yeah, so that's kind of our, our financial strategy. Just, to, just for a quick summary, 
90% a majority of our wealth is in Bitcoin. It's like 95%. It's, 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 it's high. A large portion of our wealth is in Bitcoin. Yeah. And um, what plan- you'll notice about that is it's like not other cryptocurrencies either. Yeah, so like Bitcoin. our show is called Go Full Crypto. But we're debating calling it go full Bitcoin. <laughs> there is that conversation <laughs> happening because we're, it looks like we're more go full Bitcoin than we are go full crypto. But at the same time, like I still love the crypto ecosystem. I like what everyone else is building. I don't think that they're good investments necessarily, but it's a really fun space to watch. Yeah, well, the whole thing about investments is you have to pay attention to what's coming up. That's true. That actually kind of brings that brings us to the third question that we wanted to answer today, and that it is, do you trade every day? So something to clarify here. Keegan and I, we are entrepreneurs. We're not traders because being a, you can your profession can be a trader. And we don't do that. And that's stereotypically what you might see as, oh, the person that sits in front of this black screen with numbers going up and down and green and red all over the screen. And, and they do something with that particular screen. So that's that's what a trader would do because that's their job. Yeah, that's they their sit occupation. there, they analyze the charts and they actually do try to predict and time the market. Yeah. So earlier when you were saying like, I don't know if it's even possible to do it. It's like well, accurate prediction, I would say. I, I, I agree, yeah. right? It's like, what is your confidence that your prediction is actually true? And then you kind of put money on that prediction, right? So you're kind of making a bet. Yeah. Like day trading like is a lot like gambling. And if you want to like extend that into the future, like we think that in 10 or 15 or 20 years, Bitcoin is A, going to be there and B, going to be higher than the price it is now. And you can call that a 10 or 15 year gamble, but we feel less uh bad or like we feel pretty certain about that as a as a prediction so it doesn't feel like a gamble if on like a long enough time horizon it's not i wouldn't i wouldn't go into the uh, i wouldn't call it a prediction really because it's just numbers right it is just numbers. the only variable in this equation is demand uh if demand it, yeah, I guess it, it just all depends on demand because the number of bitcoin that is coming into circulation is going to it it decreases every time, four years yeah. quite predictably every four years the amount of bitcoin that enters circulation decreases i actually love the way that you just put that the only variable in the equation is demand because yeah. the other variable supply is a constant yeah, it's, it's 21 consistent. million it is very consistent and um that's fun if, if demand goes up then you are not there. There isn't enough supply to take uh to feed that demand and that's how the price of Bitcoin is representative of the adoption of, yeah, representative of the adoption of Bitcoin. Beautiful. So, um, coming. Do we, do we trade every day? Do we trade every day? The short answer is yes. We actually do trade every every day. Like I've got like automated things that sell a piece of this or sell a piece of that. Mm. Or even when Keegan was talking about, oh, you get zero in cash back. Um, I want to trade that for Bitcoin. Right. Um. So like that's that's making a trade though. It's not something like we we don't we don't sit there with rulers and permanent markers and draw lines on charts and oh, Keegan's being prestigious again. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you have those capabilities on the trading terminal. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So yes, we make we make trades every day, but we don't. We're not traders. Do the job of what a trader would do every single day. That's right. Yeah, it takes a lot of time, and we just that have, would be our full time job. Yeah, and we'd probably make money with it. That's true too. But we would it would require us to basically pay attention to these charts twenty four seven, and that's that's really tough. It's it can be done by people, and I I see a lot of uh, my younger friends 
ask me about trading uh, and they're like, how can I get into trading? And it's like romanticized in their voices in kind of a, a weird way. I, I, I mean, I used to do that myself, right? I used to, I used to trade yeah. on a daily basis, sit in front of my charts and, and that, but I was, that was the most stressed <laughs> I've ever been in my entire life. For that period of time? For that period of time. That was during the 2017 crypto rush. And it was just, that was bananas. Well, your ultimate objective is making money. And let's be real, a lot of people want to make money so that they can live comfortable lives or True. live lives that match their expectation of a lifestyle. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say that I made a bunch of money. <laughs> I'd, say, I'd say I lost a bunch of money and I got lucky on like two things that made up for my losses. And, oh, okay, that's yeah. good. <laughs> but like in general, I mean, the reason why I was so stressed is because I was so bad at it. And I shouldn't be uh, allowed <laughs> to to sit in front of trading terminals and trade. Very modest of you, Keegan. Yes, well, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Okay, so let's. So we, yeah, there, there you go. That's the answer to our question. Do we trade every day? It depends on what your definition of trading is. We do make trades every day, but not the same thing as what a trader would do. So I want to come back to the first question, which is, what does your day look like? Because we've talked about shaking our phone and you know, making a trade every day, dollar cost averaging, which is kind of automated at this we point. We grind every day. <laughs> like on a business level, <laughs> we do the grind. <laughs> uh, yes, it's it's a, it's an actual term that is used. <laughs> uh, and we're entrepreneurs on a daily basis. What are you thinking right now? <laughs> Just caught me off guard on Twitter. We're on Twitter a lot and Clubhouse and, and Instagram, and Instagram, and Facebook. I did a just Facebook live consuming, yesterday. Consuming uh, information on Bitcoin. <laughs> 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 oh wait, do you have anything else to add? I don't. <laughs> I think this is a good place to stop. <laughs> oh my. So thank you everyone for listening. Um, if you're enjoying our show, please give us a five star rating on. Um, Apple Podcasts and <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> Talk to you next week. <laughs>